Hello again, Hopers. I'm glad to be with you today. We are going to keep going in the Psalms. We are going to look at Psalm 54 today. I've talked or titled this uh, talk as Desperate Faith. And I want to just read this short Psalm together with you because it is, it to me, it is a, a desperate situation that David describes that I believe is one of the things we can identify with, we can feel. Many of us live in desperate situations. We feel overwhelmed, we feel crushed, we feel in danger. And it seems like that is a static reality for us. For David, it comes from, we can see in the introduction to the Psalm, it comes from when the Ziphites had, hand, had gone to Saul and said, is not David hiding among us? They were getting ready to, in David's flight from Saul, expose David and had agreed to, when Saul comes to get him, to have captured David and hand him over to Saul. So the people that he was hiding with for safety had turned out to be a danger to him. And there's nothing that really shakes you more desperately than being betrayed like that, feeling like you had a place of safety that turns out to be a place of danger. That idea of post-traumatic stress starts to show up when people think, nowhere I go is safe and everywhere I go I'm haunted by this never-ending sense of trouble, danger, threat against me. So we can identify with David. And many of us, life turns this way often. Uh, financial struggles, relationship struggles, fears about our children, fears about or doubts about our faith, uh, things that just haunt us, things that stay around us, uh, whether a diagnosis is on our way and you have some kind of feelings about uh, my body is this and feels that way. And now all of a sudden I'm wondering if it could be such and such a thing. Um, we're, we're worried about whether we will succeed or fail. So all of these things live in our minds. As we read Psalm 54, we see someone who is desperate. But their, but their desperation turns them to faith. Let me read the, the psalm, and then we can go back and kind of talk about how this works. Verse 1, Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Arrogant foes are attacking me. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. People without regard for God. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. I will sacrifice a freewill offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. You have delivered me from all my troubles, and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes. Just seven verses here in Psalm 54. And as it begins, you hear David, you kind of can hear the desperation, especially if you're someone who is very familiar with desperation, with feeling like life is about to crush you or has crushed you, feeling that sense of betrayal, feeling that sense of unsafety. David's eagerness for God to, to come and rescue him, this, I, I have to have it. That desperation is almost native tongue to many of us. So as he says, save me, vindicate me, hear my prayer, listen those four phrases in the first two verses just are I'm reaching out to God desperate and believing that God is the one he needs to reach out to. For some of us, the reason that we live in stress all the time is that we reach out to God, maybe as an aside or an afterthought or in, in desperation. But when it doesn't 
change what I think it should change or when what I think should happen doesn't happen right away, we move on to then trying to solve the Rubik's Cube of this problem on our own. We try to turn it and twist it every which way with no real idea of how to fix it, but we have to do something. So we start racing towards what we think could be a, a solution to this whole thing. He gets to verse 3. It talks about arrogant foes attacking me, ruthless people, people who are so sure of themselves and so ready to bring out evil and do what is wrong. But we get to verse 4, which is the center verse of this psalm. And in this center verse, we have a structure of this psalm that makes this the theme. And the three verses before it and the three verses after it kind of go two different directions. The three verses before it bring us to this moment. The three verses after it bring us out of this moment. In verse 4, surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. And that word surely is a, is a word of faith. It is a word of confidence, a word of conviction. I know, I it is settled in my soul that the Lord is my help, though he is the one who sustains me. When we feel desperate, we certainly can identify with David in this psalm, but we can also recognize that there's a choice that David makes here that we are invited to by following along, walking along with him, towards the Lord in our desperation, in the situations that feel so overwhelmingly dangerous to us. We can turn, desperation can turn us towards despair and frustration and anger. It can turn us away from any kind of confidence or hope. Or desperation, like for David here, can turn us to faith and a hope that sustains us. The difference is turning in to the inward to the conviction that we have in our soul of what we believe. How is it that we forget so easily what we deeply believe? We live out so many uh, ideas that, uh, that we hear from other people or that our flesh gives us or even that the enemy kind of convinces us of. But if we ever took the time to look deep in our soul about what we deeply believe, we would find that many of the times we are living in our trauma, we are living in our fear, instead of living in what we have faith in. And the difference between turning towards despair and turning to faith, or living in fear or living in hope, really is what David does here, which is worship. He says, I'm going to trust it to you. Let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. God, you are a faithful God. We need to rehearse some of these truths about God that we know that we are convinced of, but that are not forefront in our mind when danger shows up. Then verse six, I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name for it is good. I will worship. And then I will declare what I believe is coming. You deliver me from all my troubles. My eyes looked in triumph on my foes. Sure enough, we know the end of the story. That's exactly what happened for David. But in this moment for David, it wasn't, it wasn't realized yet. It wasn't there yet. And so he says, instead of believing what my fear tells me, I'm going to believe what I know about my God. And in that way, he, in this desperation, lets desperation bring him to a deeper faith. So maybe you are in a desperate situation, or maybe someone you know is, and you feel that desperation for them. As believers, it should be bringing us to a deeper faith in the Lord. And if it isn't, I would say Psalm 54 is a good psalm for us to rehearse in our minds and to journey with David from the place of feeling lost, overwhelmed, flooded, 
to a place where our feet feel back like they're on solid ground, where we know what's in our soul, deeply rooted in our soul, and our confidence returns because our God is great and our God is good. We do that by singing, rehearsing, remembering his faithfulness, his power, his might. And we declare, I know that this is not the end. I know, God, if it's not good, it's not done (laughs) because you are a good God who's going to bring us into the land of your goodness. And that's where we will be forever. So along the journey, I'm not going to be put off. I'm not going to be in doubt. I'm not going to be in fear. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord.